Bob when he leaps up here, you know. I thought last week when I saw Rob jumping up here, I thought, oh boy, how am I going to do that, you know. <laughs> but I'm here, we're here, and I'm glad, thank you, praise the Lord. Everybody's here except for my wife. I'm only half here today, by the way, and Gloria is recovering from carotid artery surgery this week, which was really serious. It was uh, 99% blocked with a pinhole where the blood was getting through, and the Lord really encouraged us to get this surgery done. We didn't think for a while there that it was necessary, but... <laughs> It was necessary, so praise, praise the Lord. Thank you very much. I'm sorry that Larry Bailey's not here this morning because if you uh, haven't read his article yet on the message today, you, you must do that. He does such a wonderful job. I hope you're out there, Larry, on the video this morning. And all of you that are on the video this morning, I hope you're, I hope you're settled in and comfortable with your cup of coffee on the couch and... Uh, We'll see what God has for us today. The song service today was, was perfect, excellent. Thank you, Kathy. Let me open with a word of prayer. Our Father in heaven, we're grateful and thankful today, God, for your presence. And it's a powerful thing to understand, realize that in this dark world that Nan mentioned, God, uh, there's, uh, there is light, there's hope, there's, uh, there's life. And Father, there's life eternal, and that's what, uh, that's what you want us to know of. Man cannot get there alone. He needs the light of the, of the Lord Jesus Christ to light his steps along the way. So I just pray that the message today falls on the ears of everyone who hears, and that the Spirit uh, can speak to us and apply this uh, truth to our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. 1 John chapter 1, 5 through 10 will be our text, and I'll read that in just a minute. But first of all, I want to take you back to the third century. I want to take you back there just to, for a moment, just to help me maybe be on the same page as I'm on this morning. It's the story of a martyr named Syrian writing to a friend named Donatus in the third century, and I quote, this is a, a cheerful world, Donatus, as I see it from my garden, under the shadow of my vines. But if I were to ascend, Donatus, some, to some high mountain and look over the wide lands, Donatus, you know very well what I would see. Brigades on the highways, pirates on the sea, armies fighting, cities burning. In the amphitheater, we would see men being murdered just to please the applauding crowds. Selfishness, cruelty, misery, despair under all the roofs. It's a dark world, Donatus, an incredibly dark world, but I have discovered in the midst of the darkness a quiet and a holy people that have learned a great secret. They are despised and they are persecuted, but they shine bright midst the darkness they are the masters of their souls. They have overcome the darkness of the world. These people, Donatus, are the Christians. And I am one of them. Unquote. Are you one of them? I am one of them. Walking in the light. There are three truths I want, uh, I want you to take home with you today. 
Number one, the reason Christ came was not to merely forgive our sins, but to conquer our sins, to destroy our sins, our sinful nature. Number two, Jesus came not only to acquit us, but to reform us, to change us, and to restore our relationship with him. You see, sin separates us from God, unrepented sin. And number three, walking in the light means seeing things the way God sees them. What a temptation it is to see things the way the world sees them today, right? What does it mean to walk in the light? To walk in the light is a common metaphor in the Christian community today. It is often taken to mean acting correctly, doing the right things, even living appropriately. However, according to God's word today, it, it means relinquishing sin. To walk in the light. Relinquishing sin by following Christ. Because you see, in Jesus there is no darkness. Only light. To walk in this case is to actually live one's life out. Walking in the light. Your life can be considered a walk. Or a journey. The word walk also means progress. There's no allowance for standing around. If you're walking. Or marching in place. If you're walking. Especially if you're trying to follow Jesus. We have to get out of our comfort zones. Step out on faith. Walk in the light. I'm going to read to you from 1 John this morning. It'll be on the screen and you can follow along. 1 John chapter 1, beginning with verse 5. This is the message. This is John the Apostle. This is John the Apostle, the disciple that stayed with Jesus all the way through his crucifixion and his death, stood at the base of the cross while the rest of them were fleeing. And this is what he said. This is the message that we have heard from him. And we declare to you, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet we walk in the darkness, we lie. And do not live by the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus, his son, purifies us from all sin. But if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If, but if we confess our sins, I keep saying but in there because it's a transitional statement. If we, can, if we confess our sins... He is faithful, God, and just, and he will forgive us of our sins. He will purify us from all righteousness. But if we claim we have not sinned, if we blame somebody else, if we won't take responsibility for our own actions, if we claim we have not sinned, we make him out to be a liar. Oh, my goodness. And his word really has no place in our lives. 
What a passage of scripture that is. In these next two Sundays, you know, you're going to put up with me for another Sunday because Rob and Sue are in the family are in Japan right now, and I'm hoping they're having a great time. It's amazing to me that this message is going all the way to Japan because Rob said he's going to watch it. So, <laughs> what a world we live in, right? Today, uh, the topic is the foundation. Next Sunday, it'll be the application. I mean, what good is it to have a solid foundation if you don't build on it? If you don't apply what you learn, don't apply what you know, what good is it? What good is that solid foundation? So when it's all said and done, I hope all of us will have a better picture of our walk with God through this life. The foundation is in verse 5. It's the message of Christ that John has heard. He has personal knowledge of this. John has firsthand information and experience. Sometimes we can have all the information but no experience at all. The foundation that John speaks of is God is light. He is light. Another definition is that God is truth, and that'll come up in verse 6. In other words, God's light is the measure, it is the standard, it is the plumb line, it is the source of what is really eternally true. I've asked Bill to throw out a couple of amens once in a while, and I haven't heard one yet, Bill. <laughs> You're good for your amens. I'm expecting some of those amens. All right. <laughs> Another way we can put it is that nothing is true until it is put under the light of God's word. Nothing eternally is true until it's put under the light of God's word. That's why Solomon, the author of Proverbs, says, and I quote, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. If we don't have any honest or respect for God, oh yeah, I believe in him, he's out there somewhere, you know, hanging out on a cloud. If we don't have this allness and this knowledge of God, uh, we don't have any knowledge at all. This is not about, Solomon's not talking about man's head knowledge. If you don't have that knowledge of God and with God, you will never get to first base. You'll never get to first base in true knowledge if you leave the light of God's word out of your walk through this eternal life. Never. For this reason, secular education is such a mirage in the contemporary wilderness of our culture today. We see darkness everywhere. It was great thought this morning, Dan. Thank you. We see darkness everywhere. It's a reality, isn't it? And for this reason, secular education is that mirage that comes around and tries to help us out, but it's just not the knowledge we need. We see all darkness everywhere. Human knowledge is obviously not the answer. See, God is light. God is truth. He is the source of what is true, eternally, not temporarily. The world has all that knowledge, temporary knowledge. God is the source of what's true eternally. And whatever is true, it's true only because it conforms to him. 
only because it conforms to the Son of God. So what I've said so far is foundational. It's foundational to a stable and a safe walk through this life. You can either build on the rock, you can either build on that solid solid foundation of the rock of Jesus Christ, or you can build on the sand, the foundation of this world that comes and goes. It's your choice. And you can wait for the storms that will surely come. Another facet of what John's message communicates in verse 5 is that it's, it's there, it implies light is full of joy. Light is full of success. Light is full of hope. Because if we only want happiness, we are going to be disappointed. Because circumstances alone will destroy happiness. You can trust me on that one. But life circumstances cannot steal our joy of the Lord. Amen? The circumstances in this life, whatever it might be, cannot steal the joy of the Lord. Because it's eternal. It's not temporary. Happiness is temporary, depending upon our circumstances. John chooses the word light here in verse 5, not truth. He doesn't use the word truth in verse 5. I think for a very good reason. I think he chose the word light instead of truth because it implies a positive a positive connotation that the word truth may not always have. Because you see, sometimes what? The truth hurts. Even the truth of God's word sometimes hurts. When it shines a light on our sinfulness, our disobedience, our arrogance, our pride, it hurts. But there's this there's a solution to that, too, and we'll come to that in just a minute. You can see that. You can see this if you reflect on the value of light. You can see how truth sometimes doesn't have the power of the value of light. For instance, light helps us. Light helps us to avoid danger. Nan said she came in this morning, couldn't get the lights on. I thought, wow, that would have been great. That would have been a great Help for my sermon today. <laughs> Praise the Lord, she got the lights on. Somebody, you know. Light helps us to reach our goal. Helps us avoid danger. Light helps us to be successful where we walk. Hear my voice? Where we walk. Light opens up the pathway that we would attain. There's always light at the end of the tunnel. Darkness will only hinder. Darkness only hinders and possibly causes great danger to come our way. Why do you suppose it is that most of us have nightlights in our homes? Finally, and light switches. I mean, come on. What good is those switches if we what? If we don't turn them on. See, the power is there. All you have to do is turn it on. The power is there in the light of God because it's the Holy Spirit. 
The power is there. All we have to do is turn it on. Thank you, Bill. Been waiting for that. It's there. All we have to do is flip the switch. And John's going to help us flip the switch here in a few more verses. Finally, John establishes the foundation of his message in that God's light has no hidden agendas, no fine print. When John says we walk in the light, he puts before us a picture that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. None whatsoever. It means if we would draw near to God, we would not find a dark and forbidding truth. God loves us in our sins. That's why his son died for us. Instead, you find joy, you find hope, you find all of that without hidden requirements, hidden agendas, or small print. In, the, in this light, the church finds joy in a dark world. Joy in a dark world. Success and hope in a dark world. Circumstances have absolutely no effect on my joy or yours. When it's in the Lord. Our goal of eternal joy is secured in God's light. And because there is no darkness in God, there are no secretly placed stumbling blocks in our pathway or pitfalls or detours that God has placed in our way. None. Oh, the path is narrow. He, does, he has set up boundaries, has he not? We will only find those dangers when we veer off of that narrow pathway, which is illuminated, illuminated, illuminated by the glory and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That pathway that I walk and that you walk in the Lord is illuminated by his light. I want to share with you from Titus. Titus in the second chapter, verse 11. Listen to this. For the grace of God that brings salvation. You know, we're saved by grace. You all know that, right? Only by the grace of God am I saved. Not by my actions, not by my goodness, none of that. For the grace of God that brings us salvation has appeared to all men. Nobody will have an excuse. Everybody's going to know. Here's what it does. Here's what God's grace is to do in my life and in your life. For the grace of God that has brought salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to say what? No. Ronald Reagan's wife said no one time was a thing that had to do with drugs issues. Just say no. That wasn't original. God's grace teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly darkness. And to live self-controlled, upright, godly lives in this present age. I take heart in that. I take encouragement in that. And the negativity of this world goes away when we live in that way. In closing this morning, I just want to say, and it's early, but I'll, I'll try to drag this out. 
Gloria said, talk slowly. Well, maybe some of you got something in the oven you need to get out early or something. I don't know. Let me just close with this. I'm coming to Christ. And I'm sorry, I got to think about you, Chris. You just came to Christ, what, about three months ago? Praise the Lord. Coming to Christ and following him is not like going to the store to buy a new computer or a PC because the sale price is so good. Wow. Got to go down and get one of those. That's not what coming to Christ is all about. Because the sale price is so good, we get there and then we find out that the sale price does not include the monitor. The sale price does not include the software. (laughs) You see, that's deception. That's smoking mirrors. God is not like that, Chris, is he? He's not like that. He is light. He is light. And in him, there is no deception, no darkness at all. Get back on that solid foundation. The solid foundation that God is light. He is truth. The world is darkness. Oh, of course, there's wonderful things in the world today to enjoy, but boy, the darkness is strong. Is it not? He's light. There's no deception, no darkness in God at all. If you're experiencing deception, shades of darkness in your Christian walk, you need to quit denying. You need to quit denying any sin in your life. You know to go to the Lord, confess those sins. He is faithful. He is just. And he will put you back on that solid foundation. James 3, 7. I love this verse. Submit yourself. I have to do this constantly. Draw near. Submit yourself. Draw near. Resist temptation. Resist the devil. And darkness will flee. Isn't that exciting? It's up to you. It's up to me. It's up to us. Whether the devil hangs around or not. Whether we walk in darkness or not, it's up to us. It's not up to the pastor. It's not up to the eldership. It's not up to this or that program. It's up to me personally. There's going to be an elder at the prayer corner over here. And as we close this morning, if you need to talk to somebody about your life right now and the darkness that it may be creeping into it, come to their, come to the prayer corner and let them pray with you. Let them do, if, they're, if that's full, if there's too many people there, you come see me. Talk about it. Get it open. Get it out there. Flip the switch back on. Turn on the light. Next Sunday, we're going to take a closer look at uh, what it means to walk in darkness. A lot of time we'll, we'll agree that there's darkness, but guess what? The church is to walk in it, but shining a light. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, right? 
What good is the light, my light shining in front of, if I'm in this bright room? <laughs> we need to walk out there. We need to live our lives. You may be the only hope that somebody has out there today. You just may be. So if you're here today and you need help finding or getting back in the light of God's love, talk to someone. 